This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Thursday, November 4th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. A truck driver who spent $153 on his campaign has defeated one of the most powerful Democrats in America. We have the full story of the legend of Ed Durr in New Jersey. His name is Ed Durr, and he is part of the proud Let's Go Brandon movement, the most powerful movement in America, a movement that swept Glenn Youngkin into power in Virginia, flipping the entire state red, a full slate of Republicans now elected statewide, and Glenn Youngkin thanks one group for his victory. Parents. This is the parents movement. The GOP is now the party of parents, and it is terrifying Democrats. Democrats are so scared they are going to double and triple down on stupid. Joe Biden announced his illegal and unconstitutional vaccine mandate today, but Americans are already fighting back. Lawsuits have already been filed against Joe Biden, and we have all of the details on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ever so often, you come across a story that is so wonderful, that is so true to what it means to be an American, that is so pure that it just warms your heart. It just makes your red American heart beat all the redder. Today's show, we start off with a story such as this, the legend of Ed Durr. That's right, Ed Durr. The most important victory on Tuesday night for Republicans across the nation is held by a man who rides a Harley with a Eagles emblem on the back from Trenton, New Jersey. A man who is a truck driver. A man who spent $153 on his campaign, and 60 of those dollars went to Dunkin' Donuts in order to buy iced coffees and frosted sprinkled donuts for his campaign volunteers. Ed Durr is a wonderful tribute to what grassroots optimism and grassroots motivation and the grassroots nature of the Let's Go Brandon movement and the power of the Let's Go Brandon movement is right now. Ed Durr getting into any elected office, including dog catcher, would have been a testament to how wonderful this country is that we are a true democracy, a true republic, where the best among us can ascend to office. But Ed Durr didn't run for dog catcher. He didn't run for county council. Ed Durr didn't run to uh, stamp paperwork uh, at his local post office. Ed Durr ran against the most powerful Democrat in the state of New Jersey. Ed Durr ran against state Senate President Steve Sweeney, who has been state Senate president for 12 years. Steve Sweeney, the kind of greasebag, uh, motor voter, elected official, who lives inside of machine states like New Jersey. We call them machine states because they're states that have Democratic machines attached to them that crank out votes with extreme consistency for a very specific party. These machine states are built out of grease bags like Steve Sweeney, 
guys who feel like they don't have any need to campaign, any need to create real supporters, any need to actually reach out to their constituency, make anyone's lives better, because they already have it in the bag, ladies and gentlemen. The machine has been built by them, it's operated by them, and it already works for them. Steve Sweeney went about this most recent election assuming that the machine still worked, that it hadn't had sand thrown directly into its gears and hadn't been smashed with a sledgehammer by the Let's Go Brandon and America First movements of pissed off Americans who do not want socialism and do not want a establishment hack running their lives who doesn't care about them. We have enough of that around this country and now we're pissed. You are locking us down. There was a tyrannical COVID mandate inside of New Jersey. I mean, truly the worst COVID mandate, arguably, in the country. New Jersey shoved their COVID-positive patients into nursing homes, along with a bunch of other states run by Democrats, making sure that there was an absolute slaughter of some of the weakest and most vulnerable in our populations. New Jersey had a absolute tyrannical lockdown that destroyed businesses, that ruined lives. They banned indoor dining. New Jersey famously has a ton of family restaurants, very famous for their famous for their food and their Italian food, famous for uh, pizza and all manner of good family businesses, just any family business. It doesn't even have to be a restaurant. They locked people down. They destroyed their lives. And for what? For what? New Jerseyans got nothing out of it. The number one state that I meet people from down in Florida is New Jersey. People fled that state. They hate their government. They hate Governor Murphy. Well, Governor Murphy, it seems, may have clung on by a fingernail uh, and may have won, but that didn't save, save Steve Sweeney. No, 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 no. Governor Murphy may have been able to find himself just enough ballots in the dark of night to scrape by. But Steve Sweeney, no, no, no. The bell tolled for you. And that bell's name was Ed Durr. The, the sound that the bell made was Durr, Durr, Durr. When Ed Durr drove his truck, he rolled right over Steve Sweeney. It didn't matter that Steve Sweeney was going to be the next governor of this state. Everyone said that Steve Sweeney was in line to become the governor of New Jersey. And who knows after that, right? This was the machine man that just got run over by the truck driver, the man who spent $153. Let's go ahead and read here, ladies and gentlemen. Newcomer Ed Durr pulls off one of the most shocking political upsets against any elected official ever when he defeats New Jersey State Senate President Steve Sweeney. Ed Durr has never held public office, and he has only ever served as a commercial truck driver for a furniture store for 25 years. He's a lifelong New Jersey resident with three kids and six grandchildren. So he's a grandfather. He spent $153.31 on his New Jersey for Senate campaign. He ousted New Jersey State Senate President Steve Sweeney after 11 years of service. This, Steve Sweeney has been in office for 11 years. The longest serving Senate president uh, in, in New Jersey history. Durr defeated Sweeney by over 2,000 votes, uh, 32,000 to 30,000. <laughs> Sweeney was the longest-serving legislative leader in New Jersey history. There it is. I joked with people, and I said, I'm not. I'm going to shock the world. This is a quote from uh, Ed Durr. I'm going to shock the world. I'm going to beat this man, Durr said Wednesday afternoon. I was saying it, but I was really kind of joking because what were the chances of a guy like me standing up against this man? 
He's literally the second most powerful person in the state of New Jersey, arguably maybe the most powerful person in the state of New Jersey, given his tenure and given his control of the machine. Durr announced his intentions to challenge Sweeney earlier in the year to little fanfare. In fact, a link to his campaign website brings up an error code. (laughs) Most people outside of South Jersey had never even heard of him. Yet now he has slain the dragon. He has felled Goliath. And Ed Durr is the champion for all of us, the champion for the everyman. Ed Durr was on Fox News and had this to say about his resounding victory, a beautiful thing, listen. I think everyone's asking the question, how did you beat this powerful Democrat? What did you do? What happened in this race? Uh, I didn't beat him. We beat him. The state of New Jersey, the people of New Jersey beat them. They listened to what I had to say, and I listened to what they had to say. And it's a repudiation of Governor Murphy. Governor Murphy went and locked us down and ignored the people's voice, and Senate Sweeney chose to do nothing for those 18 months. And the people were angry. Uh, You cannot tell people they can't have a job. You can't tell people they can't go to church. And that's what was done. And there was no, nothing done by the legislature. So this was the people's voice being made, heard, clearing through all through New Jersey, because I'm not the only victory in New Jersey. There is upsets all up and down the state because the people spoke. That is uh, such a beautiful thing to hear, frankly. It it wasn't me who defeated the corruption in my state. It was the people. And that's precisely right. That's what Ed Durr represents. We are all Ed Durr. This is a movement of Ed Durr's. Don't you want a country built by people like Ed Durr? Well, don't you want a country, this country was built by people like Ed Durr. You want a country run by people like Ed Durr. You want the people in elected office to represent you. That's why we call this a representative democracy. That's why we call it a republic, because it's, those among us that we put forward to act on our behalf. Whose behalf has Joe Biden ever acted on behalf of? Corporations, pharmaceutical interests, the credit card companies in Delaware. Joe Biden's never acted on behalf of anyone's interest other than his own. And Joe Biden's never been a part of the productive class. He's been part of the parasite class. The parasitical class are the group of people who have never done anything with their lives. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, have never done anything with their lives. Barack Obama is part of the parasite class. What did Barack Obama do to deserve his multi-millions, his private mansion on a private island? What did Barack Obama ever do? Has he ever created a good or a service? Did he ever do anything that uh, would be consumed or bought by an American at a Walmart or a Target, a knickknack store, or on Amazon? Have any of these people ever created anything? Have they even ever worked inside of systems that create good products for good people. Some people aren't all inventors. A lot of people, you know, work the counters at places. Are the janitors, are the construction workers. You know, they build to plan, but they work with their hands and they provide something. Ed Durr provided something. He moved furniture with his truck to homes that needed it. People who wanted a couch or a bed to sleep in, Ed Durr was the guy who brought you that bed. What has Joe Biden brought anyone? What has Nancy Pelosi ever done? Has Chuck Schumer ever created a product that would be wanted by you on the open market? No. They're part of the parasite class. They think that you work for them, and they are starting to learn the hard way that it is actually the other way around, and they're going to learn it with their jobs. Steve Sweeney just did. It's an absolutely 
powerful and beautiful story. God bless you, Ed Durr. We are all Ed Durr. Well, uh, there are people losing their jobs across America, and unfortunately, not all of them are corrupt politicians who deserve it. Uh, there are over 100,000 farmers and ranchers who lost their jobs over the last couple of years. And the reason why is because Americans are very stupid. We, we ship in uh, our law, our, our, some of our meat from abroad, and then we let it be packaged uh, here with the Made in America stamp, product of America stamp, even though it's not a product of America. It's cheap garbage meat from abroad, but if it gets processed here, well, there's a loophole there and you get to be stamped. Stop doing that. You need to start supporting American farmers and ranchers. They need our help, just like every American worker needs our help. You should always buy American. Americans have superior products, and we support our own nation by doing that. That's just American. That's just America first, people. So that's why I'm very proud to be partnering with Good Ranchers, who supports American farmers and ranchers. Good Ranchers ships. American meat right to your doorstep, and it is so delicious. My favorite is the T-bone. It sizzles on the grill. It's red meat. It's delicious, and I'm supporting, again, American farmers and ranchers while doing it. Last week, Good Ranchers upgraded their websites to handle the amount of traffic that was coming from listeners of this show. We want to thank Good Ranchers for their support. They support us. If you had trouble ordering last week, GoodRanchers.com is back, and better than ever, with an extra special limited time offer. Go to GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny right now and get 10 free bistro fillets, and even better, subscribe and save $25 on each box of mouth-watering American meat for life that will show up on schedule right at your door. That's right, 10 free bistro fillets. They are delicious. That's $100 value, and free express shipping. Go to GoodRanchers.com backslash Betty and use the code Benny at checkout. That's 10 free bistro fillets and 25 bucks off your subscription for life. Backslash Benny, GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny. All right. So it's not just Ed Durr who is signaling the remaking of the Republican Party, the remaking of our entire movement and the base that is going to change this country. It's also Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin was on Tucker Carlson's show last night. Tucker Carlson, uh, who we just found out, uh, and, and we have to pause the show for just a second and say this, is such a badass. You already know Tucker's a badass because Tucker Carlson, you watch him every night, you know he's a badass. He's fearless. Democrats and libs won't go on his show. Everyone uh, knows that Tucker is truly the 800-pound gorilla in the room. He is a force to be reckoned with. And obviously, you can see that in the ratings. He's the most watched man on the planet. Tucker Carlson dominates and has remained dominant in his time slot. Now, that comes through hard work and a lot of grit, but what you didn't realize is what a true and total badass Tucker is. This is according to page six at the New York Post. The New York Post, by the way, owned by the same company that owns Fox News, so their sourcing has got to be really good here. News, uh, News Corp and the Murdoch family own both uh, both the New York Post and Fox News. Uh, so you've got to assume that this uh, report is very accurate. We are hearing that Tucker Carlson had emergency back surgery Wednesday morning in Florida and was back on air that night. Sources say a senior executive producer, Justin Wells, was seen driving Tucker Carlson to the hospital at 9 p.m., on Tuesday, after his election night show, it's a very intense show. We were live for three hours on Tuesday. We still haven't recovered. It's, you know, it's 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 a uh, 
It's a lot <laughs> to be live for 10 out of 24 hours. Tucker Carlson was live, millions of people watching, and he went to the hospital, uh, according to this report, because he has been suffering from serious back pain for several weeks. But he never missed a show, and as a result of it, was back on air fewer than 11 hours later on Wednesday's show. That is pretty remarkable. God bless Tucker Carlson. What a champion for freedom. Tucker Carlson, uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. We do not know if he did have, uh, we don't know the extent, we're not questioning the reporting, we don't know the, what the extent of uh, his back problems are, but we wish him, of course, a speedy recovery for the for the sake of the country. Uh, he's one of the largest champions for freedom, and that is because Tucker Carlson gives a platform to the culture wars. The reason that Tucker's ratings are so off the charts is because Tucker Carlson understands that culture is what affects the political paradigm that we all like to play in. Republicans didn't listen to Andrew Breitbart. Andrew Breitbart said that politics is downstream of culture. Culture is what actually affects where our politics and our political conversations go. Breitbart understood that. And the evidence of that is made very clear in the legacy that Breitbart left, uh, uh, the writers and the creators and the investigators that learned and grew up under Breitbart, myself being one of them. Uh, I worked with Andrew Breitbart and wrote for Breitbart.com and Breitbart's uh, legacy media sites uh, for a, a number of years. But also Ben Shapiro, also James O'Keefe. These are people who are creating culture right now. And it's very, very impressive. Well, Tucker understands that. And he platforms guys like Glenn Youngkin, who just won in Virginia based on culture war stuff. Glenn Youngkin was an afterthought until he really started to talk about critical race theory, banning critical race theory in Virginia schools and fighting back against this corrupted and contemptible school system that had been turned into little uh, Soviet concentration camps. I mean, that's exactly what these school districts had become. They had lost the plot. They lost the plot that it's parents who send their kids to school to be educated, not to be indoctrinated. And certainly parents who don't want to get their kids returned from school finding out that they have been injected, uh, you know, not just illegally injected by Joe Biden, which we're getting to in our next segment, but injected with racism. I mean, what world are you living in? It's almost 2022. And we have a large portion of the country that's okay with teaching that your skin color is your destiny. Teaching that there are people who are born evil, people that are born with sin because of the amount of melanin in their skin, because two consenting adults decided to have sex and then make a child in a free country, and then that child is born with a set of genes that are expressed through their eye color, their hair color, and yes, their skin color. And there is a large group of people, particularly inside of education, that believe that because two consenting adults decided to freely have sex and have a kid, well, then the amount of melanin in that kid's skin that they have no say over and that they have absolutely no choice in uh, becomes their destiny. And it means that kid is either an oppressor or that kid is a victim. That kid is oppressed or that kid is stained with the sin of oppression. What sick Nazi trash. What sick Nazi garbage. I mean, truly. Honestly, I mean, it, it, it's it's true, like, genetic engineering crap. This is the kind of eugenics stuff that the Third Reich dabbled in. 
Well, anyway, uh, Glenn Youngkin was on Tucker Carlson's show last night and called out what this movement really is. It's the movement of Ed Durs. It's the movement of Let's Go Brandon. And it is the movement of parents, moms and dads, mothers and fathers, the lawn mowing dads and the wine Amazon moms. These people who are living peaceably in the suburbs do not want their children to come home injected with hatred and racism. It's pretty simple. Glenn Youngkin said it, and now he is going to be the next governor of Virginia. Listen. Well, Tucker, first of all, thank you for having me back. And and uh, this campaign stopped being a campaign a while ago, and it became a movement. And yes, yes it all started in Loudoun County many, many, many months ago. But parents across Virginia started to recognize that they really did need to have a, a important, decisive role in their children's education. And when they heard Terry McAuliffe say exactly what you just played, that parents don't have a role in their kids' education, he wants to put government between parents and their children, this ceased to be a campaign and it started to be a movement led by parents. And while the kitchen table issues that are so important to all Virginians, low taxes and safe communities and great jobs, can continued to be very much front and center, education really did become the top issue in this in this election. It's pretty amazing how simple it is, really. Uh, it's just it's just very simple. People just want to live in peace. They want to have families. They don't want their kids to be corrupted by a system. They don't want to be ruled. They don't want a corrupt establishment to come in and ruin their children. And that's why Glenn Youngkin won. Glenn Youngkin said, okay, wait a second. Uh, we're not going to rule over you. We answer to you, and the corrupt establishment is going to lose because they forgot they lost the plot of a representative democracy, a representative republic, where the parents and the taxpayers are in charge of what the government is doing, and they have the ability and the recourse to change it or to abruptly shift which is exactly what they're doing right now. I, I saw this, and it was really stunning, this data here from um, uh, the Truth Gazette. Fantastic uh, little site there. At Obama won Virginia by 3% in 2012. McAuliffe won by 3% in 13. Clinton won by 5%. Northam won by 9%. Biden won by 10%. And Republicans just flipped a 12-year Democratic stronghold. That is... Precisely the power of the editors, the parents, and the party of parents, which is now the Republican Party. A beautiful brand there. It's something that Republicans should embrace across the nation. The party of parents, the party of Amazon, Target, wine moms, choose, you know, pick your poison there. Uh, Crocs wearing, lawn mowing dads. I'm down with it. Backyard grilling dads. NFL football Sunday, college football Saturday, dads. Dude, that's the party I want to be in. Just people who want to live in peace. And uh, Glenn Youngkin tapped into that. Uh, Tucker Carlson, through his back surgery, is talking continually about the culture wars. And this is the way forward. This is the way, as the Mandalorian would say. All right, well, as I've said, I have been live for like 10 hours out of the last 24 We've been doing nonstop, back-to-back, wall-to-wall election night coverage, and it's been amazing. The views and numbers and everything has been through the roof, and we just love this audience so much. It's, we're, we really are creating a community here, and we're so uh, proud of it. But there is no way I could have survived uh, without my eyeballs. We were staring into screens and TVs and in through uh, data metrics for many, many, many hours at a time. 
And when you're staring at a screen for that long at a time, man, you are going to hurt your eyes. So you better invest in your eyes. You only get one set of eyes. You better invest in them. And if you're a glasses wearer, like I have been for the better part of a decade, you better invest in the best glasses out there. That's why I use Better Spectacles. Better Spectacles is uh, offering authentic German-engineered Rotenstock eyewear for the first time in the U.S. Rotenstock is a 144-year-old company. It's the world's gold standard, over 500 patents, and a dedicated team to make sure that they are making the greatest glasses on the market. The ones that I use are the specialty glasses for near and intermediate vision. That's a problem when you're looking at a screen or a phone or a computer all day, uh, and especially if you're broadcasting three hours uh, straight uh, uh, live on election night. That's what we did this week. And boy, oh boy, uh, would my eyes have hurt if I were not using better spectacles. That's because their computer spectacles use an advanced algorithm with more than 2 million patients measuring 7,000 points in the eye. They had 2 million patients lined up for this, and they really nailed these glasses. The result is more energy, no neck strain, and allowing you to see up to 40% better so that I can do this podcast right now. Go to betterspectacles.com backslash Benny now to schedule a teleoptical appointment. You don't even have to leave your house. They're offering an introductory 61% off their computer plus free handcrafted made Rotenstock frames with every order. Go now, betterspectacles.com backslash Benny. All right. Well, uh, we have a major announcement as of uh, this morning. Joe Biden released the language of his vaccine mandate. That's right. Joe Biden's vaccine mandate is here. There was obviously no rule. Biden announced it, uh, I believe, a couple of months ago. But now the rules have been released. The Democrats continue to double down on stupid. They did not learn their lesson from Tuesday. For some reason, they think that this means that they want people to uh, get more mandates, more lockdowns, more spending from the federal government. These people, they are just truly lost. They live in a bubble. Here we go. Let's read about this mandate. Biden announces mandate deadline sets $14,000 penalties for noncompliance. Biden's private business vaccine mandate begins on January 4th with $14,000 per penalty. Private companies could face nearly $14,000 fines for each unvaccinated worker and up to $136,000 for repeat offenders or those found to have willfully violated the rules under the Biden administration's new sweeping mandates that start today. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, announced the final version of the new rule on Thursday morning, which will impact more than 80 million workers in America uh, at companies with more than 100 employees. Workers who fall under Biden's order will need to receive their final dose or only dose of the Johnson Johnson vaccine by January 4th of the new year, the official said. After the date, employers will need to implement at, le uh, at least weekly COVID-19 testings for those who are not fully vaccinated. Breathtaking. Enforcement of the rule, an official said on background call Wednesday evening, will be just as that of any other rule, which includes inspections to check for compliance. Okay, well... Uh, this is another glaring and egregious lie from the Biden administration. Joe Biden obviously promised he would never do this to America. Do you remember? Let's do the flashback. 
No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. It's like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. Yeah, okay, so Joe Biden is just an evil authoritarian liar. He's a tyrant. That's exactly what he's always been. Again, he's not part of the productive class. Joe Biden never ran a business. Joe Biden never had employees. Joe Biden has only ever stolen from you at gunpoint for uh, his own family's benefit and never given you anything. Joe Biden has never created anything of value. He has never done anything of value. He has only ever been an organ of the government, and the government's job is to assume power unto itself. Joe Biden's position in life is to assume as much and amass as much power for the federal government as possible. He's not running again in 2024. He is a bag of old, rotten, moldy potatoes that they're just kicking around because they, it just can't get any worse. It's like the Lincoln Project. You just can't get any worse than what Joe Biden, what Joe Biden's rep right now. So you might as well just do as much bad stuff, assume as much power as you can. And once once the federal government assumes that power, well, then, uh, you know, it's there forever, right? It's there forever. Unless this is struck down uh, in a lawsuit, which many uh, attorney generals in uh, multiple states have announced that they are going to be suing the Biden administration over this rule, which is just like blatantly unconstitutional. Uh, but also one of our uh, one of our favorite conservative media sites and one uh, some of our friends actually at the Daily Wire uh, were the first to level a lawsuit against Joe Biden. The Daily Wire challenges the Biden administration vaccine mandate files lawsuit here reading according to the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire filed a lawsuit against the federal government on Thursday over President Joe Biden's order mandating that large employers must require their employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19 or submit to regular testing. The Dillon Law Group and Alliance Defending Freedom filed the legal challenge on behalf of the Daily Wire in the U.S. Court of Appeals in the Sixth Circuit. The mandate requires that all private employers of 100 or more employees uh, force unvaccinated employees to receive COVID-19 vaccine be subject to weekly testing or lose their job. Uh, attorneys for the Daily Wire will also file an emergency motion to stay the mandate. The Daily Wire will not comply with the President Biden's tyrannical vaccine mandate, and we are suing the Biden administration to put a stop to the gross overreach, said Daily Wire co-founder and CEO Jeremy Boring. President Biden, the... Uh, uh this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. President Biden, the federal government, social media, and the establishment media have all conspired to rob Americans of their freedoms in the name of public health. They've broken the faith of the American people uh, through conflicting messaging and false information and by suppressing data and perspectives with which they disagree. That's a very true statement. The lawsuit alleges that the Biden administration lacks constitutional statutory authority to issue the employee mandate and that the mandate failed to meet the requirements for issuing a rule taking effect immediately without the normal process of considering public comment. The federal government lacks the legal authority to compel private employers to pay to play the role of vaccine or COVID police, lack the police power to force private employees to undergo medical treatment, and may not ignore constitutional limits on its ability to regulate every aspect of our lives, 
said Dillon Law Group's partner, Harmeet K. Dillon. The Biden administration's attempts to impose the unprecedented and unlawful federal medical mandate on the U.S. workforce without considering the public's view is arbitrary, capricious, and unsupported by evidence would produce a willfully ignorant rule. So they're arguing that this is willfully ignorant. Yes, uh, that is uh, correct. This is willfully ignorant. I mean, again, and also it's it's just pushing on a rope. It's pushing in the wrong direction uh, that the American people want this country to go. It is it's clearly a violation of the look at the founding documents. Is there anything in these documents that say the federal government has the right to force injections on you? Otherwise, you can't eat. What country are we living in? We have the best clapback against this ever uh, coming up in one second. But first, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, rules like these and moments like these that make me want to go downstairs right now in my home and to crack open a bottle of wine. Uh, If I were going to be doing that, and I just might after reading about what Joe Biden is planning on doing, uh, I would be uh, cracking open a bottle of Bonner Private Wines. They are the only wines that we drink in the Johnson household. My friends at Bonner Private Wines have put together the world's first extreme altitude wine, and it is a rich, delicious red wine. It's the only real wine that I like to drink. It is so good, ladies and gentlemen. I drink uh, uh, Bonner Private Wines when I grill. I like to grill outside, and these bottles, man, they taste like blackberry, leather, smoke, a little dark cherry. They're just so good. They're so delicious. That's because these wines are made in Argentina, in the Andes Mountains, high up above sea level, 9,000 feet above sea level, some of the highest, most isolated wine regions in the world. This stuff is really select stuff. If you pop and open a bottle, you're never going to go back. You don't want that cheap stuff, that mass-produced stuff that you get at the grocery store. Go with Bonner Private Wines. And the best part is you're not paying inflated prices because you'll do direct orders, and that's a special just for this show. So don't go with traditional big box wine. These people make you pay for garbage product. You want Bonner Private Wines. Go to Bonner Private Wines backslash Benny. My listeners will get 50% off of their wines and 50% off shipping. Visit Bonner Private Wines backslash Benny. That's Bonner Private Wines backslash Benny. All right, so we wanted to make sure that we end this show with a little bit of hope. I got to tell you, the testicular fortitude of Republicans is increasing. The amount of spine in their spine is increasing by the day. It's a wonderful thing to see that people are galvanizing around the message of freedom, around the message of Let's Go Brandon, around the messages of Ed Durr and of the parents, the wine moms and the lawnmower dads who got Virginia to flip to stop a trend of just dark, light blue to just dark blue, and then flipped, snapped, whiplash in one single election. Uh, Republicans, after the dropping of this vaccine mandate, are incensed on the Hill. And we have here a soundbite from um, Roger Marshall from Kansas yesterday uh, saying that they're going to defund the government. Uh, if Joe Biden's unconstitutional injection mandate uh, remains. This is just a fiery clip. Listen to this. I hope President Biden was listening to the people of Virginia yesterday. 
in a state that he won by double digits, a Democrat governor lost. I think the Virginia people were telling the president, we still value our freedoms, our individual liberties. I hope the president heard loud and clear to never get between a mama bear and her cubs. And whether the issue is the, our school curriculum, guardrails for our school curriculum, or if the issues is a vaccine for our children, or maybe making that choice between a jab or a job for those children's parents that the president is listing that we still value our individual liberties. I want the people of Kansas to know I'm up here working to, to protect those civil liberties, all of our God-given rights that we've been given. I want the people of Kansas, I want Congress, I want the president to know that we are going to use every tool in our toolbox, every arrow in our quiver to stop Joe Biden's unlawful vaccine mandate, including, if we have to, stopping cloture on the CR to fund the government unless they take out this language which harms hardworking Americans. More of that. I want the people of Kansas, I want Congress, I want the president to know that we are going to use every tool in our toolbox, every arrow in our quiver to stop Joe Biden's unlawful vaccine mandate, including, if we have to, stopping cloture to fund the government. Good. Good. Fantastic. This is what wielding and utilizing power is. This is what it means when you actually get a mandate, when you feel the will of the people, when you can feel the groundswell of grassroots support for you. Nobody supports Joe Biden. Nobody supports Democrats. They can't fill a telephone booth. They cannot fill a small theater in Ohio with their supporters. You, you've seen what the room looks like when Joe Biden does CNN town halls. There's no one there. Nobody shows up. These Terry McAuliffe events were pathetic. You never see wide shots of these audience because there's nothing to see. It's just empty. These people are so sad. They have no support around the nation, and there is going to be a reckoning. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. I thank all of the moms in Virginia. I thank all the dads in Virginia, all of the Ed Durs. You are the heroes of the movement right now, and we need more of you. We need more fight, and we are going to save this country. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.